Welcome to Rethink Your Rules with Jenny Hobbs, MD, a fresh perspective on relationships, success, and happiness for high-achieving moms. Hey there, it's Jenny. Welcome back to another episode of Rethink Your Rules. This week, I am going to be talking about a really straightforward concept that you've maybe even heard before, but I'm going to be talking about some of the ways that my clients have found it useful to apply it in new and surprising areas in their life, and it's really made a big difference. I love this type of tip because it feels really simple on the surface, but when you actually remember it in the moment, it can make a really big impact on your mindset and your outcomes and results that you get. So the concept is choose your heart. So if you have ever done any beach body workouts as some of you know that's my favorite type of workout and I even used to be a beach body coach working with clients and one of the main trainers that they have often will say choose your heart so you know it's hard to get up and work out it's hard to eat healthy it's hard to say no to treats right but it's also hard to have a body that's not healthy where you're tired or fatigued or um, you know, not fitting in the things that you used to wear and you have to buy new clothes or whatever the case may be for you, right? So there's this idea that in the moment you're choosing the challenge or the discomfort or the hard of doing what's right in the short term so that your long term is less hard, right? And so I think most of us have heard that concept in one form or another. But here's what's interesting is that exact concept can be applied to your time management, to people-pleasing and relationships, and even to your frustration with certain situations in your life. And here's what I mean by that. When you are, let's say, sitting at your desk to do some work, and there is an email that needs to be sent, or uh, some kind of task that you're not looking forward to doing, right? It's kind of the same thing, (laughs) same mindset, hack as you would use when you're sitting down to do the workout that you don't want to do, right? So this email is looming, maybe something is overdue and it's going to feel hard and you're not sure where to start and you feel kind of uncertain and stressed out about it. And so often what we do in that moment is we put it off, right? So we we have a snack or we do something else that's not as important, right? And what happens? Then that task now is delayed by another hour, another day. Now it's even more overdue. Now we've piled on the shame or the frustration or people start messaging us again, asking where this task is that we haven't completed, right? Maybe the task sometimes gets harder or more expensive, right? If you need to decide about something, you may have a fine, like let's say, you know, my favorite example of taxes, right? The longer you put off your taxes, then you have to file for an extension or pay an extra fee, right? So the end result is a lot more difficult. And so in that example, what you've done is you have chosen your heart, and the heart that you've chosen is the long-term heart, right? The additional difficulty of doing something late, the shame, the frustration, the tax, right? But in that moment, when you sit down to write that message, you could say, okay, I'm going to choose my heart, and my heart is going to be sitting right here in this chair doing this boring, stressful task that I'm uncertain about, right? I don't like to do. That's going to be the heart I choose right this minute, so that I don't have the hard of being delayed on this later, right? Or for me as a doctor at night, you know, I'm sitting down, I'm doing admissions and writing notes. And for me, writing notes becomes kind of monotonous. And sometimes I feel a little bit overwhelmed by it. And so I'm tempted to put off writing the note 
as long as possible and go do something I think is more interesting, like looking into another patient's interesting case. That's a mystery, right? That's a lot more fun for me. This is an example of an ADHD brain at work, right? So I would much rather go check out four interesting cases and do the thing that's challenging and new than sit down and write the note, which feels boring and kind of rote and routine to me at this point in my career, right? But what happens when I'm doing that is I am choosing the hard of being super behind on my notes at the end of my shift and having to write them when I'm more tired, when I should be sleeping, right? Or, you know, I always know the last hour of my shift gets super busy with phone calls and handoffs and everything. And so I've worked on sitting there, you know, at 1 a.m. during my night shift and being like, I'm going to choose the hard right now of typing this boring note (laughs) so that I don't have the hard at 6.30 of trying to type this boring note while I'm really busy and exhausted and trying to wrap up my shift, right? And so I'm choosing my heart. Another example that has come up, you know, I had a client recently who was doing an event with some friends that she really wanted to do, but she wasn't enjoying the experience of doing it. So that she wanted to be supportive and she wanted to be there for them. And, you know, there were things about it that were meaningful to her. And she had decided this is a place I want to be. But it was also kind of stress-inducing for her. And we kind of talked through it. And so while she was in that situation, she was just kind of like, you know, grumbling to herself and feeling stressed out and anxious and kind of resisting the reality of being there in that place. And when we took a step back... And I asked her, well, do you, if you, if it's so uncomfortable and you don't want to be doing it, maybe just don't do it. And then she thought it through and she's like, no, I like my reasons. I want to be doing this thing. It's just that while I'm in there in the moment, like it's kind of hard for me in these ways. It's difficult. And so we thought about what it would be like for her to say, I'm choosing to be here for reasons that I like. And part of it is going to be difficult. It's part of it's going to be hard and uncomfortable for me, but I'm choosing that discomfort. I'm choosing that hard because I don't want to let these people down for these reasons, because that's aligned with my values, right? Or whatever the case may be. And it was interesting because this was a physician. And I said, what's funny about this is it almost correlates to being a resident. And so anyone who's a doctor who's gone through medical training, when you were there, you know, on your 24-hour overnight call shift on a Saturday night, when all your friends were out having a good time and you were exhausted, right? And maybe you didn't have a very nice attending and you felt stressed out and you didn't know what you were doing. In that moment, what you were doing was choosing your heart, okay? You wanted the better life, the professional fulfillment. You wanted the outcome of becoming a physician. And when you made that commitment to become a physician and go through that training program, right, you decided that you were going to go through the hard process of training for the better outcome on the other side, right? So once you're there on that overnight call, really frustrated and miserable, you don't sit there and say, hmm, this is really hard. I wish I wasn't here, you know, complaining about it. You're not in that resistance to sitting there doing the hard, uncomfortable work of being a medical resident because you went into it knowing that that was the price you were going to pay for the long-term benefit, right? And that when you're in that mindset that you chose this difficult thing in the short term for a reason that you're happy with, and you're not resisting it so much, it becomes a little less painful, right? You feel a little bit more in control. You you don't feel like, oh, I'm a victim. I can't believe I'm stuck here doing this hard thing. You feel like, okay, I am doing this hard thing. I chose to do this hard thing. I chose my hard, which is now for a less hard life later, right? And for me, you know, the 
professional fulfillment and financial freedom and security and the the life I've been able to build through becoming a physician has been amazing. My life right now would be so much harder if I had not gone through the discomfort and pain and hard of being a medical resident, right? So I chose my hard, whatever it was, 15, 20 years ago now, I chose my hard. And when I was going through it, my mindset was, this is the price I'm paying now for a reason that I like. And I felt empowered and I felt actually almost like excited in a way. But push comes to shove. If you ask me how I felt at that moment in the middle of the night, did I feel like this is great? (laughs) No, it was hard. (laughs) It was uncomfortable, but it was a discomfort I had chosen. Right. And so I was telling my client, like, in a way, it's kind of the same thing with, with these friends that she was, was hanging out with. And, and, you know, she chose her heart. She was going to be there with them to support them for reasons that she liked because she wanted this long term outcome of these relationships and, and whatever. And just, just like she did with her medical training, she went through something that was hard for the long term, you know, benefit. Right. It would have been much harder if she had to become a doctor, right? It would be much harder for her with this relationship if she decided not to show up for those things. Another example of choosing your heart is in people-pleasing. And so, as I always say, people wouldn't realize that I have a bit of people-pleaser in me because I'm not the best at people-pleasing, but I do. And one of the areas where that shows up for me is if someone wants to have a conversation with me, like a friend really wants to talk for a long time or sometimes even strangers, you know, Often people strike up a conversation with me, and sometimes it's in a moment where I really have planned to do something else. Like I have a pretty busy schedule. I'm working on content for this business. I have limited time alone with my family. And so, you know, sometimes I am not in a place where I really have the time to talk and have a long social conversation. And this is very challenging for me, one, because I actually really like to talk (laughs) to people most of the time. And so it's a lot less fun for me to say, hey, I can't talk to you right now. I need to do this work that I said I would do, right? But also because it feels rude to me. Like I'm wired in this way that if someone wants to talk to me, if someone wants to come into my house and chat for an hour, I think literally this would be rude to say I can't do this right now. And I almost, even to this day with all the coaching and work I've done on this, like I almost feel like I'm going to throw up if I have to say to someone, no, I can't talk because I have other things to do and I have to cut them off. I I feel like I'm in a vomit because I feel so rude about that. I feel like I should be accommodating. If someone's visiting my house, you know, relatives or whatever, I feel like I need to stay awake and have good conversations with them until they're ready to go to bed. And it would be rude for me to say I have to go to bed because I have something else to do. And the problem with that, as you can probably imagine, is that If I've set aside time to work on this podcast for you or for something for my clients or something for for my family, and I'm scared to do this really uncomfortable, hard thing of saying no to another person, right? When I don't do that, what I'm doing is I'm choosing the hard, the discomfort of six hours later, not being able to be with my family, right? Six hours later, not having done what I want to do for my business. Six hours later, letting down myself, letting down my clients. Six hours later, not getting the sleep that I need to take care of myself, right? And so what I do in those moments when I I acquiesce and I talk to someone for 45 minutes when I really should be working on something, right? I am effectively choosing the discomfort that comes later over the discomfort of saying, I'm sorry, I can't do that, right? So I don't want that discomfort, that, that you know, nauseated feeling of feeling like I'm not people-pleasing someone. I'm so scared of that hard, going through that hard, uncomfortable experience 
that I will literally make my life and my family's life so much harder down the line. And I remember when I first realized this, I gave an example to one of my coaches and I realized like my thought in that moment is that would be rude. Like it would be rude not, if someone wants to talk, it is always rude to not talk to them. And um, what this coach helped me see was that in that moment when I thought it would be rude and I went ahead and gave up my personal schedule and my plan in order to be polite to this other person, I was rude to myself. I was rude to my family, right? So in the end, I was still rude to somebody. I still had discomfort. I still had problems either way. It was just that I had chosen the discomfort and problems that came down the line for me and my family. And I had another choice, right? She helped me realize that in that moment now, when I have this happen, I can think, okay, it's going to be uncomfortable now or it's going to be uncomfortable later. So I'm choosing the discomfort right now of taking a deep breath, feeling really rude and saying, I can't do that, right? That shorter term discomfort, that shorter term hard thing of feeling rude to this other person and giving up a fun social conversation so I could put my head down, get my work done in order to have a better night with my family, to have more sleep, to have my business grow more, to have more impact on my clients. I, when I sit back and think about it, that's the, dis- that's the, the choice I want to make. I want to choose my hard now, the discomfort now of overcoming the people pleasing, overcoming my temptation to, to have fun instead of working. I want to choose that hard in the moment so I can get done with my work earlier and see my family. So I can get off my shift at the hospital earlier and get more sleep, whatever the case may be. And so as I'm talking about all these examples, my, my goal here is to give you a bunch of examples to start thinking where in your life do you need to be more intentional about choosing the discomfort, choosing the hard thing that you really, truly want? My One of my coaches who coaches on people-pleasing as her main focus of coaching, she talks about when you have a habit of people-pleasing, what you need to do is you need to realize no matter what, you're going to have discomfort. You're going to have the discomfort of saying no to somebody and disappointing them, or you're going to have the discomfort later of giving up your boundaries, right? And so you want to choose the discomfort that takes you in the direction you want to go, right? Choose the hard that takes you in the direction you want to go. If we get back to the fitness analogy, you know, choose the discomfort that takes you to what is healthiest and best for you, right? And sometimes that's not obvious until you unpack it for yourself or unpack it after the fact with a coach. Like for, in my example, I don't know that I would have ever realized my strong thought of that would be rude until I sat down with a coach and really hashed out what happened there, right? But now that I can draw on that, I have the insight to say with intention, which hard do I want right now? Like I'm not, like I think sometimes when we haven't unpacked this with a coach and been really intentional, we tend to decide, okay, in the moment, it's hard. In the moment, it's hard to say no to that person. In the moment, it's hard to say no to the fun conversation. In the moment, it's hard to get up and do your workout. In the moment, it's hard for me to sit down and write my boring note, right? And when you're not intentional about this, you're more likely to choose the hard that comes later because your brain's like, oh, that's later. But, you know, I don't want the discomfort now. But if you can really powerfully remind yourself, there's never a way that you get away from discomfort. There's always a discomfort. It's just choosing it and being intentional. And that means sometimes it's better to choose, almost always, to be honest, it's better to choose the discomfort in the current moment, right? Because it will decrease your discomfort later. But without intention, most humans are going to do the opposite, right? Because we're just going to see if we can keep pushing that discomfort, kicking the discomfort down the line as long as possible, right? 
So anyway, I thought that was such a good way to think about this, and I hope it's a really powerful, simple tool you can apply. I will tell you, it has worked quite well for me. I was pretty proud of myself. One of the recent times that I was donating blood, if you don't know, I'm all about donating blood. I go every eight weeks. One time I was there, and they had a volunteer who was there to chat with people while they ate their cookie and, you know, sat for the observation period afterward. Nicest gentleman, older gentleman, if you don't know, one reason I'm an internal medicine doctor is I love, you know, chatting with seniors and elderly people, and, I, you know, I'm very, you know, the way I, I look, I think I smile a lot of people, so people often strike up conversations with me in situations like this. And this man was so nice, and he really wanted to talk. And I had my my book there, and I was trying to finish my book, and I had my day scheduled out, and it was one of those days where this was like my 10 minutes to read my book and reset myself before I got back on my, my schedule. And I, I thought to myself, like, I really don't want to talk to this person right now. I want to read my book. This is my 10 minutes. And I felt myself feeling this pressure to look up and continue chatting with him. I could tell he wanted me to. He kept kind of like asking things and and I kind of just kept doing like more what my husband would do, like giving one answer and then going back to my book and, you know, being a little bit less gregarious than I normally am because I really didn't want to encourage conversation. And he kind of just kept doing it, trying to be so friendly. And, you know, I was like, wow, I feel bad. He's probably like lonely and it's so nice that he's here. And, you know, I could look up and, and no one else was really talking to him. And, I just, I felt that same thought, that same feeling come up that I have had in the past where it's like, this is rude. This is rude. Like it was, I couldn't even focus on my books. I was like, this is rude. I should look up. This is rude. I should look up. And I, I took a deep breath and I was like, okay, this is me choosing my heart, right? My mental health, my time to read this book, my time to stay, you know, to be refreshed so I can go back to work and be present for my family and not, you know, trying to finish my book for book club later while I'm trying to be with my kids. Like all those things are more important then talking to this person right now, I don't owe this person anything. And so I'm going to keep choosing the discomfort of him sitting here wanting to talk to me and me feeling like it might be rude, right? And so I allowed myself to not be quite in so much resistance about how bad it felt. Because I think what happens is sometimes we're like, this feels bad and I should do something different. But I was like, nope, there's going to be discomfort either way. That's part of life. I'm choosing this discomfort. I like my reasons and I don't have to try to make this feeling go away. I'm going to allow this feeling to be here in my body. And it was fine. He Eventually he took off. I was not rude to him, of course, really on the surface. I smiled. I said, have a good day, whatever. But um, that was a really nice win for me to realize, you know, okay, if I can just allow myself to feel that discomfort and like my reasons, I don't necessarily have to give in to it in the short term. And I know my clients have told me the same thing. Like, again, that person I was talking about has found that when she just reminds herself, of course, I'm going to feel this way when I'm in some of these situations, but I'm choosing this, you know, I like my reasons for doing this, dropping that resistance to like, it's supposed to feel fine, right? actually makes it feel a little bit less painful. And she's actually able to enjoy the parts of it that she can enjoy without quite so much uh, overlay of frustration and, you know, trying to change the situation. So I hope that is really helpful. Please let me know your thoughts. If you have examples of where you've tried this in your life, I'd love to hear if you need help unpacking people-pleasing or any of these patterns where you're struggling with time management or anything like that, please reach out. I do offer a free consultation call. We can talk about exactly how I can help you. And I am taking a couple more people for private one-on-one coaching through the summer, culminating in our really fun and intimate retreat in October. That is only offered as a bonus 
minutes to women who go through the coaching process with me. So please reach out. It's going to be a blast and you will not recognize yourself by the end. You will literally be the person who can say no and know what you want and prioritize yourself and uh, realize what you're really capable of when you stop letting everyone else's expectations and rules define you. So a lot of fun. I hope that you will reach out and let me help you with that. And I hope you have an amazing weekend. Thanks for listening to Rethink Your Rules with Jenny Hobbs, MD. Would you like to learn more about how to apply this to your own life through personalized coaching with Jenny? Visit us on the web at jennyhobbsmd.com to schedule a free consultation. If you found value in what you heard today, please consider subscribing to the podcast and giving us a five-star rating so we can reach even more women like you.